Jason. Uh, full name is Cheston Eshu, and I am 37, almost 38 years old. Uh, where were you born? So I was born in Chico, but came right home to Greenville after that. Taylorsville your whole life right so I grew up in Greenville till I was 18 and then so that is my whole younger Child. person years <laughs> yeah my whole childhood and then was gone for almost 15 years and then we moved back well almost six years ago did you move back with Andre or before with so we um we've been to Andre and I've been together about 10 years so we came up off and on to visit and both loved it and then we moved up when Hugo our first son was three months old where was Hugo born in Santa Barbara and then the twins were both born up here yeah the twins were born in paradise actually because PDH is a little small and when when you can't have you can't have births that are like any high risk at PDH so we either had to go Chico or Reno so paradise it was um what's your ethnicity I, oof, my ethnic background is like Swedish, Norwegian, <laughs> Irish, mishmash. <laughs> uh, do you have any religious or spiritual beliefs, or what's your, like, view on religion and your relationship with it? Wow, um, that's a great question. That's a complicated question. <laughs> I would say at this point in my life, I had been a very religious person most of my life and was brought up in the church, but have moved to a much more spiritual philosophy that governs a lot of my life, but is a whole lot less religious than it used to be. Okay. Um, so what was your family life like? Siblings, pets? <laughs> so I have an older brother. He's two years older than me, and we had. I was loved animals growing up. So we had a dog named Barney, multiple cats. We lived on Pex Valley Road, so it was like backed up to the mountains. So those cats came and went frequently with mountain lions. Um, <laughs> but, but I. So yeah, I loved animals. And then I got a pony when I was eight, and that was my dream of all dreams, and was really into horses. And then I was in 4-H and FFA, and kind of got, moved from more pets to food production, so had broiler chickens. Thanks, Mrs. Tilton. (laughs) And then I did pigs for six years in 4-H and FFA. Nice. Yeah. Um, what was your first job? Oh, officially that they paid, that I got paid for <laughs> was um, at Copper Creek Camp. And I worked there out of high school as a like a day camp counselor so I ran a lot of activities and then I helped in the kitchen as well but before that the reason I got hired there was because I did a I ran volunteer camps all through high school so starting when I was like 14 through high school I helped run healthy start day camps and so did did that and ran a couple church camps so I, I was like very I did a lot of camping in, in high school, but my first official job was, like, as a camp counselor. Awesome. 
Um, and then I know you went to high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you go to college and where? So I went to college at Westmont. It's a private liberal arts school in Santa Barbara. And then I went to grad school in Fort Collins, which is Colorado State. Yeah. Um, And then what was your life like post-college? So after college, I didn't quite know what the next step was, but I had studied abroad in college and my um, undergrad was in like ecology, environmental biology, and like uh, natural systems. So in, in that in that umbrella when I studied abroad, we also, I worked for um, an agroecology, so kind of like an ecological farming operation. And so since I had already had, was into food production, I, after post-college, decided to go work on a farm. And so I harvested, I combined wheat in Montana for a summer, and that was amazing. <laughs> and then I went to Costa Rica for three months, and part of that was a surfing trip and the other part was I worked on a pineapple and spice farm so I was super interested in just like all different levels and scales of farming systems and then I went ended up going to grad school um I I simultaneously enrolled in the Peace Corps and grad school so I I kind of wanted to make my grad school experience hands-on and my Peace Corps experience academic. <laughs> so I went to Colorado State for a year and um, took soil science and um, crop systems. And so my master's ended up being in agriculture, but I piloted a course called Environmental Issues in Agriculture. So kind of like dovetailing um, the biological sciences and... Um, soil science. How, how long did you stay in the Peace Corps? So Peace Corps, if you stay full service, is two years. And I stayed full service. And so I was there from 2007 to 2009. And then I came back. And so I was in Peace Corps in South Africa, the little country inside of South Africa, called Lesotho. And so I was there for two years. And I taught at a technical school called BBCDC, Bethel Business College and Center for Economic Development, something like that. <laughs> but it was like very, very, very rural in Lesotho. So I lived like a four hour to six hour taxi. And by taxi, it's like a van with people, chickens, goats, etc. Smashed together, um, windy mountain roads, then you get off, hike down a mountain for 45 minutes, cross a river in a tin boat. If the boat guy's there, you have to get there early enough. And then hike up a mountain 45 minutes, and that was where my school and I lived. So, <laughs> yeah, so I was super rural, and I was there for two years, and I had students that were, like, post-high school. Um, or that were maybe not even post-high school, but the school system there is different in that um, once you get secondary, elementary school is free, but anything after elementary school you have to pay for. So a lot of kids, families didn't have the money, didn't have any resources. So there was a lot of kids that wanted to further education. And so that's what Bethel was. It was like a technical training school. So I was in the Peace Corps for two years in Lesotho. And then that's where I met Andre. And he was a year... So Andre's my husband. <laughs> FYI. Um, and so he was a year behind me in the Peace Corps, meaning that he like arrived a year later. So he still had another year of service. So 
I came back early and then went to Colorado and finished my thesis and the uh, like writing about the work that I did in the Peace Corps and then graduated from Colorado and came back to California to kind of set us up and we uh, he flew back for a month interim in his service and we did a California coastal tour because we knew that we wanted to live by the coast for a little while at least after Peace Corps and we landed back in Santa Barbara so yeah um so you have three children yes (laughs) (laughs) they're cute don't worry um since Hugo was not born here did you guys live out of Greenville for a while, or did you migrate back here? So, we were in... So, after Peace Corps, this was, like... I moved in 2010 to Santa Barbara and kind of got us set up. And so, Andre and I lived in Santa Barbara for six years, and that's where Hugo was born. So, in Santa Barbara, I kind of married my love for agriculture and educational pursuits, and I... Um, taught I managed like three school gardens and ran school garden programs um and I also so I had multiple jobs at the same time I also worked on a number of different farms helping manage a CSA community supported agriculture on like a diverse vegetable production farm so Santa Barbara this I mean the seasons are like farming heaven so you can do CSAs all year round, whereas, I mean, the growing season in the Sierras is, like, a hot minute. It's a window. Yeah, it's a very distinct window. But Santa Barbara, we ran our CSA, I think, 10 months out of the year, which was, like, kind of amazing. That's how my mom's garden was in Monterey. Yeah, it's, coastally, it's a a different ball game. Um, And so farming, that's the thing you learn is, I was just lamenting to you that, like, none of my seedlings are doing well, and, I mean, I've been doing this for so many years but every time you move the ball game changes so anyway so I was doing managing CSA stuff and doing school gardens um and then we Andre and I renovated an Airstream trailer and lived on an avocado orchard that we worked on and so we lived off the grid in an avocado orchard for two years um which was a fun adventure and then I landed kind of my dream job at the time at this nonprofit educational farm that did, so they had like a farmer's market and a food stand and they did farm camps and they brought me in to kind of revamp their internship program. Um, but that was in 2015, which was the height of the drought in Southern California. And so the month that I came on, the water prices tripled. And so, and I was like eight months pregnant with Hugo. So, um, and the farm had just been under, like, a tremendous amount of pressure and unfortunately seemed like some upper-level mismanagement. So, when I came off my maternity leave, they were like, ooh, there's no more money because it was a nonprofit farm. So, I didn't really have a job left and we were living in a yurt with a newborn and it was, like, a heat wave. So, it was 90 degrees in the yurt and it was like, this is, it's time. It's time to make the move. (laughs) So, move out of the yurt. Yeah time so we um so Sue Weber had been chatting with Andre and I because he was in the process of getting his teaching credential and had been teaching and working in student services for the whole time we'd been in Santa Barbara so five six years and so she had had a position like whenever you're ready 
So that would have been like October 2015. We were very ready. And so we moved up in November and have been here ever since. And we both say it's the best decision we ever made coming back. Like yeah. everyone says that when they move back. Yeah, it's here. so it's so good, and I think, I mean, it's silly things that might have that just worry being like, can I? I'm missing my coffee shop and my. This sounds silly, but like a yoga studio or whatever it is, like just the amenities that might be a little larger, but is, I mean, it's nothing compared to the community that is here. Like it's and the. I mean, all the opportunities and the people and the mountains, it's like, it's amazing. It's almost like a lifelong quarantine. <laughs> yes, I know. I'll take it though. Yeah, no, best possible place to be in COVID, definitely. For sure. <laughs> okay, so besides gardening, obviously, and agriculture, what other hobbies do you do? Mm, well, I think because right now I am a mama most of the time that hobbies are fewer and further between um before I had kids uh, Andre and I surfed a ton and I loved that I spent most of my late 20s surfing obviously not what we're doing here um but I also um I love yoga I practiced yoga a ton when I was in Santa Barbara I still get a chance to do it some here um, I read a lot. I love novels and I read about all kinds. I mean, I, I love to read. Um, what else do we do? I just like to move my body. That <laughs> is like, I love to hike and walk and sometimes run and, um, go to the river. I hope when our kids are a little bigger, get back into some backcountry skiing, um, but yeah, right now, a lot of what we do kind of revolves around our little homestead. <laughs> so I also have goats. We just got goats this pat like last year, and I love them. So I started doing dairy and milking, and that feels like oh, the best possible hobby. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> milk and cheese are involved. Um, <laughs> oh, and I also love <laughs> cooking. So yeah, that's another hobby kind of have to be able to cook up here that's true yeah I love all the pieces but it's like fun for me like yeah I like to find different recipes and my biggest challenge is cooking the same thing twice <laughs> I, I struggle I always want to try something new do you but, think your cooking has changed based on having kids or are your kids pretty adventurous um, eaters they are really wonderful eaters I think the just some of the access to fresh stuff all the time the thing when we um lived in Santa Barbara either Andre or I always worked in a farmer's market and the amount of beautiful food trade that happens in those little systems is amazing Ooh, Monterey farmers market. so I mean we were always trading for like spotted prawns and avocados and lemons and cherimoyas which were so delicious um, so I, so just like, it's changed just because of what we used to have access to was very different. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't mind what I have access to now that I love is being able to, we split a whole awesome grass fed locally grown beef every year. And the journey of an entire <laughs> cow has been a really fun one. 
Um, yeah, I think the journey of whole animals, because we bought a pig when we first moved here to eat. So um, for me, the things that's changed is just like learning how to break stuff down and be like, okay, like what do I do with this part of the animal? <laughs> Which I think is really fun. But yeah, so it has changed a bit. But I, it's always changing. So that, but that's kind of me. <laughs> Most like changing. Still yeah. recording. Check it. Yeah, perfect. Okay. Bueno. Alrighty, we're almost done. Uh, <laughs> uh, what, if you could narrow it down to one or two very defining moments in your life that you think have shaped who you are and your beliefs currently? This one took Betsy a little bit. <laughs> yeah, okay, well the one that, I Peace Corps was huge for me, and I think the, um, the, a very defining moment for me was seeing my culture like very clearly whereas before I left I had beliefs that were like this is what is true um but then seeing being in another culture and having myself reflected back um and like no 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 that's not what's happening but uh yeah, just having a lens for culture in Peace Corps was very life-changing and things for me used to be very, very black and white, but became more of a scale of gray, being exposed to a lot of different cultures and ways of thinking and seeing, stepping outside of mine and seeing it with clear eyes. And I, I had always wanted to live and work abroad, like permanently. That was what I thought, you know, I was going to do with my life. Um, but then being in Peace Corps, realizing that like I am deeply American and deeply Californian and deeply Northern Mountain Californian. <laughs> and if I want to be an agent of change in the world, like I will never be from Lesotho or Basotho. And I don't, I don't know what's best. And I can offer examples of things that I have done and tried or the thing that I feel like that was most helpful in Peace Corps that I did was offer a computers class. And just because people, I mean, my students hadn't, didn't know how to turn them on, didn't know physically how to move the mouse. So just like some very tangible skills. Mm -hmm. But even like I was supposed to be teaching farming, but the seasons are totally flipped in South Africa. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm the one supposed to be teaching, but I don't know anything. <laughs> so... I mean, but you you know basics and composting. So I mean, there were, there was some skill sharing, but I think the thing that I realized was that I am so American, and if I want to be helpful, I need to be helpful at home. But you can never know that unless you go. And I think if you go and choose to become part fully of a culture and live there and immerse yourself and stay, that is one way. But I realized that that was not my path and like who I wanted to be either. Yeah. And so... And that I also, that I loved the re Americans. I mean, we are, worldwide, we are ridiculous. I mean, we are so, we stand out when we travel um, and are pretty full of it. But we yeah. are still, still that. And so wanting to come home and realizing that this is the place that I know and love and um, feeling so settled in that. Because before doing all that traveling and leaving and being like, no, to be effective, I need to come home and bring the skills that I have home. Um, before that, I would, I think I told you this at one point before that I was always like, my biggest fear was like having 
like kids with a white picket fence and like 2.5 children with a white picket fence and just like staying inside like a very small box which is funny because I used to have a white picket fence when we first moved in we had a white picket fence and I have three children so which I absolutely adore but getting to that point of saying like no this is exactly what I want and I don't feel boxed because I'm choosing it and I'm Mm -hmm. choosing to come back and very open-eyed say like how can I be an agent of change in this place for better hopefully (laughs) I think that's what's great about like progress for especially like women in America is you can choose to stay and Mm -hmm. have children and have that kind of lifestyle but you can also choose and move away which you chose both (laughs) yes yeah yeah and I feel so settled being able to do both of those it's a huge it's a blessing and the the blessing of choice because not everybody has that choice and I am like so clear that that was that is it's it's awesome to be able to go and do the things that I've done and and choose to come back because I know I know that's a privilege and am like walk with that gratitude for sure yeah well awesome I think that's all the questions I can. Cool.